Can everybody hear me? I, I, I don't have that problem usually. <laughs> usually do not have that problem. But uh, it is good to be in the Lord's house, and, and, uh, and it, is a, it is a blessed week. Uh, that we are in, in, that we are uh, enjoying, enjoying how the Lord has blessed us this week as a nation, and uh, very thankful for uh, the uh, the overturning of the, uh, the 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 old decision of Roe v. Wade, and we're just so grateful for that, Amen. and grateful for the opportunity to be here in the joint services today, and uh, we look forward to hearing Brother. Victor speak and and uh, we'll, I know we'll enjoy enjoy that and he can correct all the things that I mess up and that's always a that's always a special blessing you know when you get to preach first then you get then you get somebody can 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 fill things in for you you know and get the get the good stuff get the good stuff before the before you leave oh yeah oh it's, yeah that's right that's right <laughs> that is a special time. Yeah, especially right after the joint service on a Wednesday night, and he gets. To, or sometimes it takes all month. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's the way it goes, though I'm sure. And then for those of us that won't be sleeping during Brother Victor's, then we'll get. But like I say, we'll. <laughs> yeah, I'm. 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 I'm not going to get up and leave today. We'll, we'll try to keep that. We'll try to keep that promise. All right, promises, promises. Well, uh, Roe v. Wade was uh, determined unconstitutional Friday by our Supreme Court, and God allowed, he did allow, as Brother Mel said, our former president, uh, Donald J. Trump, the honor of providing the fundamental legs, if you will, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, uh, to make this decision. And uh, along with the rest of the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade was the most atrocious stretch of Supreme Court authority ever in our nation's history. I think most people believe that, at least those who, are, who understand the situation, understand the ruling. And we should be so very grateful today. And it's time to pray for our states, as Brother Mel mentioned. Uh, to do the right thing and defend the life of the right to life of the person in the womb from conception to birth. Amen. And that's the Lord's will, I believe. I believe thou shalt not kill means thou shalt not kill. And it has to do with the taking of someone's life. And I told my wife this past week that our two little granddaughters... And any of you have any granddaughters or have great-grandsons and all the rest of them? Two little granddaughters and everybody else's are the best reason in the world to restrict abortion. And uh, the, the sixth and the seventh commandment are still God's laws for everyone in this country. They're still God's law. And uh, the sixth commandment is the thou shalt not kill. The seventh is thou shalt not commit adultery. And I'll tell you what—that the reason for the "thou shalt not" or the reason for a whole lot of the killing is the violation of number seven, and that is the the "thou shalt not commit adultery." And we find that God's laws are for for everyone, whether or not the states acknowledge it or anybody else acknowledges it. The laws of our land are useless unless they reflect the laws of God. 
And I believe that's what the laws should reflect. I think they express and should express. People say, we want to separate morality. What in the world? What do you legislate except it be morality? Except it be what is right and wrong. The difference between right and wrong, and that is exactly what we legislate. And we're grateful for that and grateful for the fact that we've got a country of law still. Even though, oh man, um, yeah, we've got judges that that seem not to care. um, But at the same time, we do have a land of of law and we're grateful for where we live. But I want to think about today from out of Exodus chapter 15, when things go well when things go well because something this past week we've had something to go well and you know every day of our life as God's people there may be an exception now and then but there are some things that are going really well and and we might say we might and, and usually the exception is our opinion of what things are happening in our life because as a matter of fact the providence of God and the promise concerning God's providence says that things are going well for us all the time. That He's working everything out to our good and uh, for our purpose and for His and for His good uh, pleasure and for His grace and for His His loyalty to us, His love for us, His glory for His glory. When when things go well, Exodus chapter fifteen. Let's read verses one through twenty-one before we uh, try to uh, look into it and get, get an idea. But here, here we find the, the, the occasion is uh, right after the children of Israel have, uh, have been brought across uh, into the desert from out of Egypt. And we find the Lord is, uh, is being magnified here in this passage for that. Then sung Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. He hath triumphed, remember those words, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, he has become my salvation, he is my God. And I will prepare him an habitation, my father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together, The flood stood upright as an heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. 
My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with thy wind. The sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like unto thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretchest out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy, ta- holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestina. Uh, the, then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab trembling shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm, they shall be as still as a stone till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over which thou hast purchased. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance in in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them, but the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances, and Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Let's go to the Lord in prayer today. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you for the opportunity you give us, Lord, to look into your word and to think upon of what glorious things that you do for us every day and the glorious things that have been done for us Lord in the past the the glorious the one time event that took place Lord where we were redeemed where we were delivered from bondage and delivered Lord from our enemies and we just thank you Lord for the grace and mercy that that has uh, sought us out and that gave to us Lord that faith to trust in Jesus Christ And we praise you for that and praise you for what Christ has done for us. And we pray today, Lord, though, that you'd help us to be grateful, not only concerning the event, Lord, that has just recently taken place here, uh, that is such a blessing and that is at your hand. We pray as well that you'd help us to be grateful every day. Help us to know and to realize that there are times when things go well and very well and that we would be a people Lord, are giving thanks to your name we'll give you the praise and the honor and the glory for what you do in jesus name amen when things go well do things go well oh yeah things go well things go well more than we acknowledge right i mean that's the truth the truth is more than we acknowledge when we look at things we see them from the eye from a temporal from an imperfect vantage point we don't see the whole picture we don't know what's going on 
and we think ever sometimes we think that's just a bad thing and you know the lord i don't think the lord expects us to always see in every sense the 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 big picture we don't we're not we're we're feeble we're imperfect we are we are we do not have the uh, the mind of God, a divine mind, to be able to see everything that is taking place. And so he tells us when we have those cares and those concerns and those worries to cast them upon him. And we need to be reminded sometimes, Cat, you need to give that up to the Lord. That's what my wife told me last night once. She told me last night as I was just going on and on and on, and she said, yeah, you just need to give that up to the Lord. You know, It's like, okay, well, whatever, whatever you know, whatever you say. And then I just kept going. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. <clears throat> you know how it is sometimes. Well, anyway, uh, we though we look at these words. I look at the words of of uh, of Moses and of Miriam here, and those words of Moses and Miriam that are the words that Moses said that are repeated here by Miriam. For he hath triumphed gloriously. The Lord has triumphed gloriously. Look at verses 3 through 6. We're going to skip the first couple of verses to start with and come back to them. But uh, verses 3 through 6, we want to think about, and I'm just going to go step by step here a little bit uh, based on this context, based on the text here of the Scripture. And I've got five points that we'll deal with. And, uh, but I'm just going to give them to you as we, as we get to them today. Um, want to recall, first of all, number one, I want to recall there is nothing too hard for the Lord. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. We might look, have looked even a few weeks before when we first heard about the occasion in which that the Supreme Court was going to make some kind of a ruling to potentially overturn Roe v. Wade. And we may have thought at the time, eh, not sure that it will actually happen. Make sure that will actually take place, and and how that's going to come down, and how that's going to take place, and such as that. And and, and but then we would, if, were we to have looked months before that, or even a few days before we heard that that was a potential, we'd maybe have said, eh, it's probably never going to happen. It's probably never going to take place." And and be, why is that? Because I think because we forget something that we should always remember. And there is nothing too hard for the Lord. With the, with the things that look to be bad, that look to be looming on our horizon as God's people, sometimes we're, woe is me, woe is me, and it's all woe is me. And we think, well, it's all going to be bad. And we think there's no way anything's going to turn out good. And we, th- and we forget the real truth of the matter, and that is that ultimately the Lord's going to work it all for good. And we forget the truth of the matter, and that is that there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Nothing too hard for Him. The Scripture says in verse number 3, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is His name. He is mighty. The Lord is mighty. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord fights for His people. Now, if you got God fighting for you, is there anything too hard? There's nothing too hard. Is there anything that the Lord that, that you can't do through Christ which strengthens you? You know? You can you you say there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Abraham and Sarah learned there's nothing too hard for the Lord. 
Elizabeth and Mary learned there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Absolutely nothing too hard for the Lord. The scripture says there, he's that he's that man of war. Verse 4 says, Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. What? He cast Pharaoh's chariots and his hosts into the sea when they had the children of Israel backed up against the sea? How is that going to happen? It looks like doom and gloom to me. It looks like when I look in the eyes of the children of Israel at that time, I'm thinking, things are not going very well. And all of a sudden, things change at the hand of God. He congeals the sea. He he divides the sea up. And they go over. The children of Israel cross over on dry shod. And the scripture says here, Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. (laughs) Didn't look very good at first, but the Lord has a way of doing things that we can't even consider, that we can't even contemplate. His wisdom and His power are so great that it overthrows human reason. It overthrows anything that we might think. It overthrows all of our gloom and doom prognostication. It just completely can reform and change the lives and the path and the plan of God's people. It can encourage us. It can enrich us. It can cause us to be on a completely different course. You know, the course was escape from <laughs> escape from Egypt. And the course became enter into the promised land. <laughs> a lot of difference there, isn't it? Big difference. Now, now there was not any easy thing. God had to bring them into the promised land too, right? But the escape from Egypt was a, was a pretty big deal. And it changed their whole course. It changed their whole lives. The Scripture says in verse number 5, the depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. Dashed in pieces the enemy. Recall, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. There's nothing too hard for the Lord as God's people. May we ever remember that and know that. There's no heart that God cannot touch. There's no stony heart that God cannot break. There's no hard flesh that God cannot soften, that God cannot make soft and make make flesh again and cause them to respond to the truth of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. There's nothing God cannot do. There's no soul in this world that can defeat Him. There's no person, as much as they hate Him, as much as they despise the thought of God, there is no person that is beyond His love and beyond His ability to change their heart and make them anew. No one. And so there's no one. I don't care how powerful they may think they are. He can dash them in pieces in a very wonderful way, right? And, and, And He can dash in pieces the enemy against us all our enemies. And so, recall, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Secondly, verses 7-10 through 10 here, I'll say this, and that is, 
we should value being on God's side. Value being on God's side. Put a value in your life of being on God's side. You know, it, it may look sometimes, as I said, it may look really dismal as we think about what it is when we're the only ones on God's side. When it seems like, at least, that we may be in the minority as far as being on God's side. But the fact of the matter is, value being on God's side. You, if it's just you, and God, they always have always said, is what? It's a majority, right? Okay, you and God is a majority. Value being on His side. If you're on His side, you will not lose. You will not fail. You're ultimately going to be the victor. Ultimately, you want to be on the winning side? Well, get on God's side as God's people. Get on His side. Stay on His side. Value being on God's side. In verse number 7, the Scripture says there, And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against us. No, that rose up against thee. You see, what is what was what was this all about? It was about a bunch of people trying to stand up against God. Is what it was about. By standing against the children of Israel, they were standing against God. And the fact of the matter is, when we're on God's side, we've got God looking at things the the way we the way we are going to be favored. We got God looking at things the way they're going to benefit us. The way that's going to favor us, he says there in verse number uh, 7, he says, You've overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble, and with the blast of thy nostrils the waters were gathered together, the flood stood upright as an heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea, the enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. And verse number uh, 10 says, Thou didst blow with thy wind. The sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. See, when, when you're on God's side... <laughs> Things are going to work out. Ultimately, they are going to work out. And, and so, as the Lord's people, remember, just recall and value being on God's side, being on the side of the Lord. Who's on the Lord's side? Remember the words of Moses? Who's on the Lord's side? Let Come over and, you know, if you're going to be on the Lord's side, let's either be on the side of the heathen gods or be on the side of God. Be on the Lord's side, one way or the other. Get straight value being on God's side. And then thirdly, verse 11 to 18, <clears throat> give thanks because God providentially is good to His own. Give thanks because God providentially is good to His own. We look at verse number 11 and He says, Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods who is like thee 
glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. Thou stretchest out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hath led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength, in thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestina. And uh, verse number 15 says, Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab trembling shall take hold uh, upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm, they shall be as still as a stone till thy people pass over. God can just stop the enemy completely. Can put them on hold. Can freeze them. You ever watch remember watching Batman? Batman, you know, and they, and they, they, they put him on freeze, you know, and, they, and have all this all these things going on, you know, and I don't remember all of it, but anyway, but sometimes they could freeze people, you know, put them, fr- freeze them up, and then they could get things done, you know. Well, you can put them on freeze, and there are other other shows I'm sure that had the same thing, but uh, but God is providentially good to His own. He takes care of us, and and you read there, and it's it just it's pretty clear the how that He can He can He can take care and meet the needs of His people. He, he says here. Uh, till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over which thou hast purchased. We belong to him. And whether we were worthy of a purchase, he purchased us. You know, sometimes people buy houses and you, man, what'd you, do, what'd you waste your money on that thing? You know? And, and there might be a sense in which you might be able to look at yourself and say, Lord, why'd you waste your money on this thing? But at the same time, he, he does some pretty amazing things with with weak sinners he does some pretty amazing can use and can you know he can do some renovation that'll be very beneficial not only to you know to uh to the people that are involved but also the whole neighborhood right i mean ends up benefiting the neighborhood because of that thou shalt bring them in (laughs) well just the I remember the old song, bring them in, bring them in from the fields of sin. Thou shalt bring them in. The Lord brings us in. The Lord brings them in. And plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance. In a place, O Lord, thou thou hast made for thee to dwell in. In the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. You know what that means? That means we're going to be subjects forever and ever. Because he's going to reign forever and ever. And anybody else going to be reigning for it? We're going to reign with Him, rule and reign with Him for a thousand years, the Scripture says, and there's a sense in which that's true. But the truth of the matter is, the one that's reigning is our Lord. He's going to be reigning forever and ever. And we look forward to that time. But give thanks. God is providentially good unto His own. And so we need to be so grateful for that truth. And then, look back to verses 1 and 2. And this is the fourth point. We've got five, but let's look at number four and let's go back to verses one and two to look, to look at this. Reading it again. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. 
The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. And he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Always, God is to be given the credit. God is to be given the credit. I said just a few moments ago, I'm thankful that God allowed our former president to make three judicial appointees that were to the Supreme Court of our land. I'm thankful for that. I praise God for that because He's the one who's to be given the credit for that. He's the one who's to be given the credit for the overthrowing of Roe v. Wade. He's the one to be given the credit for your salvation and for mine. He's the one that's to be given the glory and the credit for everything that does go right in your life. For all the wonderful blessings that you have as as one who lives in this wonderful country, always God is to be given all the credit. He hath triumphed gloriously. He hath triumphed gloriously. When He saved your soul, He triumphed gloriously. When He sought you out and and, and brought you out of that condition of being dead in sin and and being one who is who is alienated from God and and one who is is who who in his in our hearts and in our minds were were captive to Satan, yet he has triumphed gloriously. He has brought us to this wonderful position of freedom. He has brought us to this wonderful position of being right with God through faith in Jesus Christ. He's brought us to this wonderful position by dying at Calvary to save us from our sins, by being buried and rising again the third day and, and showing forth the victory that He has wrought and He has given, but He has triumphed gloriously. Always He's to be given the credit. The children of Israel uh, were given Him, and, and, and uh, Moses here was given Him the credit for what had been done for what had taken place and so always give him the glory he's to be given the glory for what has taken place there have been people who have worked hard and we ought to be thankful for them there have been people who have worked who have worked very hard there were a lot of people trying to get the right appointees even back during the time that that and, and, and trying to get those in and trying to get those confirmed and and there were some maybe that you might would have said well I wish it was that one but but you know it wasn't it was God's will that it be this group that this particular group and God has done it and as as God's people way we just realize he's the one that's to be given the credit for what has taken place what, what took place wasn't it was it was a lot of work it was a lot of hard work that people did but at the same time the Lord did it and he can use anybody and wonderfully does and so be used of him yield to him yield to his direction yield to his guidance and realize that you know there's no no mountain there's no there's no adversity that's too big for the Lord's people to conquer with God God can accomplish wonderful glorious things some people give up and they say well I don't agree with either one of the you know neither one of the uh, of the two parties in our country and such as that and say, well that's fine but but you know go after the ones that you agree with you know 
help seek to help them that you agree with and such and so always but God is to be given the, the credit and, and look to Him and realize that it is not so dismal as we might think. And that it is not so awful and so dark as we might think in some, in some senses that sometimes we may be in that corner, uh, you know, trapped at the Red Sea. The Lord God can do wonderful things. He can dash in pieces. Well, finally, don't forget, fifthly, so what all have we said? Let's go back through them real quick. When, when things go well, recall that nothing's too hard for the Lord. When things go well, value being on God's side. When things go well, give thanks. God's the one who providentially cares for and is doing good for His own. When things go well, always, God is to be given the credit. And then when things go well, don't forget, people of character should celebrate such victory. People of character should celebrate such victory. The Word of God shows us that Moses himself sang. It says, then sang Moses and the children of Israel. You think Moses was singing? Someone that may interpret this and say, oh, it wasn't Moses that was... Moses wasn't singing. He was just... You know, he, he led in the music such as this. No, brother, brother Steve was singing. I noticed him singing today. And I even noticed the pianist singing today. And you always notice her singing. Aaron's got such a beautiful voice. And, uh, and you know, there was, there was some singing going on today. And, and why were we singing? What were we celebrating? We're celebrating the goodness of God. We're celebrating His great grace and His provision and His wonder in our lives. We're worshiping the Lord, right? We're here for that purpose, to worship the Lord. Even as you're having to listen to this preacher, you're here to worship the Lord. You're, hopefully, you know, we're remind, being reminded of some things about God and about His Word and about what, it, what our responsibilities are in this life. And, and we're saying, thank the Lord for that. He's goofy. This preacher's goofy and he's got all kinds of goofy things he's saying sometimes. But the fact of the matter is, is maybe he's pointing some things out from the Scriptures that might be beneficial to us because that's where the benefit comes from but don't forget people of character should celebrate such victory Moses is he says Moses then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord who did he sing to who are we singing to singing unto the Lord right it don't matter if anybody else hears us it's, we're singing to the Lord it don't matter if we sound good to anybody else we're singing to the Lord. Now, I believe we sound good to Him. We are to be singing unto the Lord. Moses and the children of Israel, they sang unto the Lord and spake, saying, their, their song had a message, right? It wasn't just a great tune, although it probably had a good tune, but it wasn't just a great tune. It had a message. It had a message that was being spoken and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for He hath triumphed Gloriously, There was the chorus. There was the main point of his message or of his song that he's singing here. And Miriam couldn't do anything else but finish that song with the same words. Miriam comes up and the scripture says in, in verses 19 to 21, For the horse of Pharaoh, uh, verse 19 to 21, The horse of Pharaoh went in 
uh, with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea. And the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went out on dry land in the midst of the sea. It says there, And Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand. Sister Aaron didn't take a timbrel in her hand, but she was plunking on something similar. And all the women, the women, went out. How many people do you think, there are people, I think, that believe that all women are now in a dark day today because of the fact that as of Friday, that the overturn of Roe v. Wade means just dismal. Oh, it's a sad day, as our president said, for you know, for our country. It's a sad day. He's a guy that said he personally believed in the right to life. But it's a sad day for him anyway. So anyway, but but there it is. It's such a sad day. But no, it says here. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. They had a lot to benefit. And the scripture, and I believe without any doubt, that there's a huge number of women, and I believe that at least there is a at least half of the women of this country. I don't know. I'm, I might be too too negative, but at least half the people, half the women in this country, are celebrating today. They're celebrating because of the fact that. They, they believe God's word that says thou shalt not kill. And they believe God's word that says thou shalt not commit adultery. And they say, you know what? It, it's, it's made real easy. A bunch of people out having sex because of the fact they think that they can get away with it and they think there's an easy out instead of having a baby. They think there's an easier out. They don't think it's... They don't think... They're not thinking today. They're not thinking responsibly today because of Roe v. Wade, largely. Largely because of that. And so we are grateful today for this. And we should celebrate it. And the women should celebrate it. The scripture says here, oh, listen, if you're one of those women, just stand out. Well, stand out. It's okay. My wife, somebody made a goofy comment in the office and you know made their statement about, about how bad it was, you know, what happened. And and she made some statement, well, maybe it'll make some people think twice about having sex, you know, out of marriage and such. And, uh, boy, she got cut off quick, you know. It's, it, is, it is not, you know, it, there's a lot of people, there are a lot of people out there, and that, that other half seems to be very aggressive. That other half seems to be so aggressive and so domineering and they they think everybody ought to have a right to their opinion as long as you agree with them that's about it you don't get a right to an opinion if you don't agree with what they're saying don't forget people of character should celebrate this victory don't forget that people of character the women here are gathering together and they're they're singing with Miriam and went after with her tem- with her with her after her with timbrels and dances these musical instruments and and Miriam answered them sing ye to the lord sing ye to the lord for he hath triumphed gloriously the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea he hath triumphed gloriously we look at this passage of scripture before us and i think it's a a good one to just think about when things go well. When things go well as God's people, when things go well, recall there is nothing 
too hard for the Lord. Recall and, and value being on God's side. Give thanks that God providentially is doing good for His people. Always, God is to be given the credit for all the good things that He has done. And don't forget, people of character should celebrate the victories that God brings. And uh, that's the message today. And let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time.